0: screen overlaying the here and now. I see Maggie in the halls at school, the hearts and quotes she doodled in Sharpie standing out against the washed-out denim of her jeans. I see Maggie on the field through the rear library windows. She's sitting cross-legged with the hippie, wannabe, hemp-wearing political kids, and she's tossing chunks of her sandwich to a scraggly seagull. It was the nicest thing I'd ever seen her do. I walk haltingly toward the huddle. I want to collapse. Becca's already on the ground, arms latching her knees as she rocks, her wavy hair a mane she's retreating into. I decide I don't like the way completely freaking out looks, so I stay standing. Is she breathing? Is she? Becca asks. Josh kneels next to Maggie. He throws her pale arms to the sides and places the heels of his hands, one on top of the other, at her sternum over her transparent white shirt. Her body jolts as he pumps. Josh's mom is a firefighter. He knows what to do. He'll save Maggie. Except that doesn't ease the fist's grip on my heart. It wouldn't. I hate Maggie Lewis. Maggie is the reason Ben was driving the night he died. He was taking her home. Willa's arms go around my shoulders, and I angle against her like a kickstand. Carolyn trips from the shadows between the trees and braces her hands on her knees. I called for help, she wheezes. A cell falls to the towel at her feet. The flashlight app's white glow washes us colorless as snow. The chill of the fast approaching night pinpricks me everywhere, filling me with every bit of cold in the whole state of Washington. I blink hard when I see water crystallize in Maggie's hair. This isn't happening. Carolyn looks to the familiar figure on the ground. Shit, it's her. Why isn't the CPR working? Becca cries. She's up on her knees now, swaying and wringing her hands. Rusty paces, yanking on clumps of his hair. Josh, why are you stopping? Josh is straightened up after suctioning his mouth to Maggie's a fourth time. He keeps his purposeful stare on her. Because it's not bringing her back. Rusty squints at the neon digital face of his wristwatch. You don't know that, he says. It's only been a few minutes. Spaz, we've been here the whole day. She's been under for hours. Duncan throws a sopping wet towel at Rusty. But you can't just give up on someone. Rusty stoops over Maggie, gets right in Josh's face, and starts shaking him by the shoulders. Do something. Rusty's voice goes uneven his seams are ripping. Get out of his face. Duncan steps forward and shoves him. Rusty trips back, catches himself with a wide wobbly stride, and then a second later pivots to throw his weight into a punch. Rusty's fist connects with Duncan's square jaw. Duncan absorbs it, groans, shrugs off the pain, and tackles Rusty. The exchange takes only five seconds, as the rest of us are frozen. Rusty isn't as broad and muscular as Duncan, who spends mornings lifting weights. Rusty is corded and flexible, built for stealing bases, and he crashes to the rocks, landing with Duncan on top of him. Rusty's head snaps back and collides with the rough surface. Duncan's instantly off him. Bro, bro, he cries. Are you okay, man? Carolyn rushes forward. Becca starts crying. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Rusty rolls onto his side. His eyes are squinched shut as he coughs big, whooping barks. I almost cry out in relief. Carolyn kneels at his chest. She looks to Duncan coldly. Were you trying to give him a concussion? He punched me first, Duncan says lamely. You pushed him first, Carolyn snaps. Care, Rusty wheezes. I'm okay. Josh remains crouched at obviously dead Maggie's sternum. Carolyn keeps laying into Duncan. Why do you have to act like such an animal? Why does everything come down to you trying to prove you've got more testosterone than everyone else? Josh, Becca whispers, can a hospital help her? No, Bee. Josh says, scrubbing one hand over his weary eyes. She's dead. Maggie's dark hair is a curtain over her face. Only a sharp nose peaks,